Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The American pastime. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. In real time. Lindor drives it to deep right. A grand slam! Baseball stories, scores, and more. High drive, left field, going back at the wall. See ya! A home run, Aaron Judge. A moonshot. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop in money and broadcast school has really paid off. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. Or it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday. And it has not been a Wednesday for a month, really. I have never seen a Wednesday. In 2022, they don't <laughs> You're not exist. Make those jokes anymore. They don't exist. <laughs> but hello, we are here. It is fantastic to be back. Um, I feel like one of those big time national pundits that, like, uh, when football's over, they disappear for a month. Yeah, you know, I felt felt kind of like that because there's enough to talk about once the season ends, and then we were like, you know what, I'm out of here. Well, I mean, you had a couple of weeks that you were not here anyway Mm -hmm. and a couple of those we were not going to have shows because of Les Schwab Invitational or whatever was going on at the end of December and the boss was like do you want to do a show in the middle I was like it's the lockout like let's let's just take a couple weeks off see what happens and we'll be back in January well here we are we're back in January now we were supposed to be back last week but uh, you know somebody had a case of the uh, the case of the Rona yeah yeah that's me pick me that's you pick me pick me uh, buy three, get one free is what I'm calling it. You know, I got three shots in the arm and then I got Omicron and, uh, I told you I'm the newest Avenger. Yes, you are. I am now unstoppable. Um, I could defeat the Hulk. Uh, the, I could probably that, pick up Thor's hammer if I wanted to. Uh, I don't know if you could do that. 
Either that or I'm the new Avenger because I was exposed to four people in two days and didn't get it. Somehow. This is what I was saying last Sunday is that there is something in the the mom side of Mike's genes where him and his mother can avoid COVID no matter how many people he comes in contact with. So we need to take a blood sample, put it under the microscope, study it. Well, I did here. My dad tested positive for the second right. time. And my mom, again, didn't get it. I uh, I did read a study from Boston Med. You know, understand. they're actual scientists, and that's where I usually get my information on science. But what do they know? Uh, and they were saying it's like if you have the booster, you have like a 10% chance of getting Omicron. If you have the booster and you've had Omicron, you have like a 2% chance to get it again. So mm. technically, according to math, you have the better. I am cooler than Mike Lynch for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Maybe ever. I, don't I am if, cooler than I Mike. I don't know if that's true. You're pretty cool, dude. I'm a. I'm just a. I'm just a nerd over here who just talks into a microphone. <laughs> you you're, know, the, you're the one who can like sing and play <laughs> instruments, and I don't know, like goes out and does cool things, you know, in the outdoors. And I'm just like, I'm gonna play Mass Effect. <laughs> you know what's it? Uh, what's it been like talking into a microphone? Because it's been a long time since I've done this. <laughs> I don't know how things work. Uh, it's uh, nothing's changed. You asked Joe before the show. You're like, is anything different? Well, we lived a world at the at, like, what? At, no. at, at this Odyssey station in which every day was like, okay, so you can do this now, but you can't do that. What? But I could do that yesterday. Yeah, but you can't do it today. But you can do this now. And so, and so, we're ready to go. You are, you are back in the saddle. I am back in the saddle. We're back in the one chair. I'm back in the are, one chair, and you are ready to talk about. The sport that's not happening. Yes, yes, yes. I'm here. I'm really excited. We're also back for Beers on Us. Uh, yes. We did a fun little Instagram live uh, session last week while I while we were both in quarantine. Um, I was sick. Michael was playing hooky. I was getting a COVID vacation. <laughs> um, and so that's back as well. What what the hell's been going on? What have you guys been up to? Because it's been a long time since we've been here together, at least the three of us. I mean... I've I've not been up to much. I I dodged COVID. I've been worrying about my own, you know, local family here with uh, my girlfriend and both her kids getting mm-hmm. getting it. Um, you know, I I had my week off in December. That was nice. I did a little staycation, which is my favorite thing every year is to just take like five days to myself to do whatever the hell I want to do and not worry about anything. And it's it's amazing and it's glorious and it's a really good reset. And uh, I had my first ever Christmas. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. First ever Christmas. The Jew finally came to the dark side. Yes. And came with us pagans who pretend we're religious for two days a year to make sure we get presents. Yep. It was uh, it was enjoyable. Kids had some fun. They liked gifts. I got them. So it was nice. Um, My biggest thing is I don't have a girlfriend anymore. I'm over it. Oh, no. I'm over it. Because she's my fiance. It's lit. Wow. It is lit. Thank you, Travis Scott. Right. Isn't that Travis Scott? That is. See who's lit? He's canceled now, right? We hate him. Because of Astro World. Yeah, doesn't he kill people? Is that what he does? Uh, he stands over people who are dead. Oh, yikes. And doesn't stop his show. E. E. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. I had a good holiday. I spent New Year's by myself in my apartment for the first time, uh, maybe ever. Because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sucked. However, my new favorite band, Goose, did do a live show, so I was able to uh, watch that in its entirety. From the comfort of my couch. How long is a goose show? Like six hours? It was three hours. Mm. It was great. Three hours. How how many songs do they play in three hours? Two. I think. I think the set list is like twelve songs. Uh, But right as midnight hit, right as midnight hit, they were in the middle of a a jam on a song I love called Wisteria Lane, and uh, 
when midnight hit, they broke into Circle of Life from The Lion King. <laughs> that was really <laughs> rad. Yeah, it was really cool. In the circle. It was great, dude. I was really digging it. Of course, the internet blew it up. They were like, these guys suck. <laughs> Stick to what you know. It's Which like, is jamming for 10 minutes. I know, I know. It's so funny. I, I like a lot of jam bands, and the internet culture is so toxic around all of them. It's like Boo. the second they do something, they're like, Stick to your lane. Stick to your lane. And then I saw a bunch of dead fans were posting memes. The side eye, they were like, jam band fans being toxic in their own group and then the dead fans are just like weirdos play hakuna matata you sellouts <laughs> uh so it was great and it passed the time i've been watching a lot of baseball documentaries lately um there's a new there's one of the newer 30 for 30s is a four-part um four-part series called once upon a time in queens and it's about the 86 mets gotcha and that was excellent yeah, God, um, I really enjoyed that. I'm actually quite excited. So I have ESPN Plus. Yeah, me too. And Oh, I think it's on ESPN. Oh, yeah, duh, 30 for 30. Uh, yes, every, I watch it on ESPN Every Plus. 30 for 30 is mm -hmm. on ESPN Plus. Mm -hmm. Now, I am not necessarily a big documentary guy, sports or otherwise. I just, I, I really just kind of get bored through documentaries. But I really enjoyed the stories of them. Mm -hmm. And... I asked my girlfriend, I was like, hey, by the way, these are all available. I know it's sports. Would you be interested in watching these with me? And she was like, yes, absolutely. I love documentaries. So I'm going to at some point go through the 30 for 30s with her and just kind of like she'll learn a lot. And I, I guess I'll get to relive a lot of things that I know about. And uh, it'll be cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I'm really into that stuff. You know, this show is famous for uh, story time with Uncle Patrick. Was there before Joey Harrington, but he oh, he finished second in a Heisman race, so he's cooler. Um, does have a pretty sweet first name. He does. Yeah, that is pretty good. Um, but I can't get enough of it, so I've been like combing and watching things. When it comes to Major League Baseball and the history, I'm all about it. And the Once Upon a Time in Queens was so good because it starts, you know, it's talking about building the team up and how it was created and trading Tom Seaver and all this kind of stuff and Daryl and Doc and Keith and Lenny Dykstra. And it's funny, Lenny Dykstra the whole time is when he's being interviewed present day in his house, wasted, absolutely wasted the yeah. entire time. Uh, but it was, it was, it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. And I wish there were more, uh, more baseball docs out there. I, I caught game seven of the 2016 world series again. I don't know why I watched it. Well, it's the same same reason why I love watching the 0-1 World Series. It's a great World Series. It's a great World Series. doesn't my, matter if your team lost it. It's still good yeah, to watch. Yeah, my team just didn't come out on top. And I've been trying to watch cool things on Major League uh, Baseball Network, but uh, they won't do anything because they are too chicken s to do anything. Yeah, I haven't even tried to go to MLB Naked Network. Naked Gun has been on that channel on repeat. I'm like, are you kidding me? This isn't even really a full baseball movie. Yeah, they just, they're showing movies in like classic games, right? Yes. It's quite lame. It doesn't matter. It's quite lame. I've kind of just stopped paying attention until I find out more information because right. it's really depressing. Yeah. And uh, I just want them to come back. Oakley Oakley. Well, we got a show for you guys tonight. Um, there's a bunch of stuff to get to. We'll uh, dive into the reason that there is no baseball going on right now. There's a new Sunday night baseball situation. If you like the Manning cast, something else is coming down the line. We'll get into that as well. Uh, a a postseason legend has retired. I feel like we should give him his fair share due. And yes, 
Drawing Mike Trout every day until the lockout is over is something I have been paying attention to, and we'll have to get into that as well. Uh, there's the fan text line. 503 Is that still it? That's still it. Dang, man, I still got You're it. You're shaking off all the rust right now. Still got it. What do I say again? Still got it. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, PDD085, and Instagram, Mike's, Mike Lynch 27 Joe Fish 3 F-I-S-C-H, apostrophe, whatever, you know, find us, harass us. We like it. Beers on Us pod drops tomorrow. Apostrophe, whatever. <laughs> Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4. Uh, we'll do year in review for 2021. That should be a pretty fun one. We're actually going to go record it after this. Uh, so that'll be cool. Download that wherever you get your podcasts, including the Odyssey app and 1080thefan.com. We come back. Let's give you an update on the lockout and where we sit. This is the Hot Corner, Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven seventeen here, Portland Sports Leader. We are live from the Poopville Willamette. It's so nice to be back. So nice to be back. Uh, the text line 503-250-1080. It's nice to see so many of you still out there. We appreciate all of you. Uh, the Battered Bastards of Baseball, awesome. Yes, I saw that when it came out uh, like three, four years ago. That is very nice. That's why if we ever get a baseball team, Kurt Russell's got to throw out the first pitch. This text Gotta says, have. another great Daily Lockout Twitter follow is the batting stance guy, who I have uh, found before, but I, do, I don't follow him. Mm. He did a all-star game video this year where he did the batting stance of every starter on both all-star teams, Ooh. and it was, like, perfect. I guess he's doing a daily stance for a player that wore the number for that day. Uh, so, so it's the, amount the of 12th. Days of the lockout. Yeah, no, no, no. T- it's like day 34 of the oh, lockout. Oh, 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 I see. Well, let's, let's, uh, I hope it gets to 99 because I'd love to see him do Aaron Judge. Yes. And then that would be the last one he could do. Because he's got, uh, Judge has got a pretty, uh, I don't know, obvious batting stance. It's pretty specific. Simple. It's pretty simple. I don't know. I think when I see it, though, I'm just like, whoa, that's a huge man. Pinstripes must be Aaron Judge. Well, right. But it's not the stance <laughs> that makes you say that. It's the fact that he's like 6'7 or whatever right. it is. I knew this girl in college who could do any Mariner. It was She was like, name a Mariner. And I was like, Joey oh, my Cora. My brain went to a different place. I know. I was, I was like, Joey Cora. Boom. Show me the stance. Went, oh, wow. That really is it. And I was like, easy one, Griffey. She was like, did it. And I was like, whoa. Left side, everything did it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was impressive. I, there was a time when I was a kid. I remember I got a uh, a Sports Illustrated, and or it might have been ESPN the magazine. Remember when? Remember ESPN the magazine? That thing was really cool when it first came out. I do. I for a couple of years got both SI and ESPN magazine, and I tried to read both of them mm-hmm. like regularly. Mm-hmm. And boy, I fell so far behind. Oh, not me. It was because, cover to cover day. I got it. Well, SI came every week. Oh, right. And then ESPN was once a month, I think. But I remember I had a second job, and I remember sometimes there would be some slow times, and they would let me, like, bring something to read while I was waiting for the next thing to come. And I would just bring my pile of magazines, and I would, like, get through half of it. And I'm like, I fell so far behind. (laughs) And I was like, I I was doing it sort of for this job. I was like, if I can kind of soak in all of this random stuff that they're telling me or these cool stories, Mm -hmm. it'll benefit me. I just, I got so far behind. I was like, there's no way. I've got like a photo album somewhere that has 
all the covers for like three or four straight years of the ESPN magazine wow. that I just cut out and put in each page. And it's so fun looking back on those covers because of some of the preseason predictions mm-hmm. and just who they thought were going to be stars, great teams, and just going back on those and be like, nope, that didn't work out at all. I, Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, yep, that didn't work <laughs> out one bit. There was a... Uh, I'll never forget this one. I, I would love to go find it because I'd like probably frame it and put it up in my house. But there was this one I got. I was probably 14 to 16 to 17, somewhere somewhere in that range. And it was a centerfold and it folded down, folded out. And it was like a, it pinpointed step by step breaking down Alex Rodriguez's swing. Mm. He was in Texas at the time. So it must have been post 2001. So and I must have been SI or ESPN. I think it's ESPN. And I, so if, if it's, if he's in Texas, I was 16 or 17, something like that. And I remember I pulled it out of the magazine. I like ripped it out of the magazine and I taped it to the fence in the backyard. And I just stood there and tried to like copy his swing. Cause I just, I mean, even to, as I'm getting older and looking back on stuff, I, I forget how much I loved him when he was young in Texas and Seattle before I kind of knew steroids and, and being a jerk and stuff like that. Uh, but I would just stare at it and try to copy his swing. The only difference is he's an athlete and I'm not. So I never nailed it down, but that was my, one of my favorite things to ever think about was just watching him learning how he swung because I always thought it was so pretty. So, so smooth. I think that's one of the saddest things for me that's happened over the last few years in sports is the death of sports Illustrated. Yeah. I mean, well, magazines in general. Well, sure, but the entirety of that company is is gone. Like yeah. it was sold and turned into like this bite-sized piece like bleacher reporty kind of site and they still had a couple of writers who were really talented, but I remember just being completely engrossed in really well-written stories on a weekly basis that were about things I wouldn't have normally cared about. But I feel like that kind of reporting is going further and further away. Yeah. We're not getting as many of those deep pieces, which is why I think The Athletic is so good. I know. It's certainly worth the price that you have to pay for it. Although I'm worried about The Athletic. They did just sell. I know. Although everyone who works there seems excited about it, so who knows. Um, but I know. Like, I just... That's the place that still does the deep reporting and like the good like human pieces. The stuff that Jason Quick likes to do, for example, mm-hmm. you know, like really kind of learn about the person and kind of get some cool stories from family members or friends or something like that. I mean, I just I, I remember. Like, especially during the Olympics, I'm not a big Olympics guy, but SI was just like all over the Olympics when it was happening. And you really learned a lot of really cool stories about a lot of cool, interesting athletes just from that, even though I don't watch the Olympics or didn't care to. It was still really fun to watch and I'm, I read and I'm really sad that we've lost that. Yeah, the athletic has been a really nice breath of fresh air. I mean, I love their uh the the pieces they get from athletes, you know, like Jeter had one for his retirement and things like that. I really kind of like that stuff. You know, our 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 the lovable bow tie, Ken Rosenthal, thank God he still has a job there. Um, because that's where he can really do his good work. Yep. You know? And so that's cool. It is too bad. Yeah, I always remember ESPN Magazine, Rick Riley on the back cover. You know, oh, that yeah. That was always like the fun piece. I, I always wanted to read it first because it was like funny and goofy and silly. But I always, that was like the the dessert. You got done with the magazine 
And then you got the Rick Riley funny thing at the end. Yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. Uh, side note, uh, if I had an MVP vote in the NBA right now, I might vote for DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been great. Uh, Major League Baseball is still in a lockout. We are on day, what, 30-something right now? Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're going to meet tomorrow for the first time in about three or four weeks, I think. Well, the first time since the lockout started. They have not talked to each other since the lockout began. And they are the greatest example of an abusive relationship where two partners cannot get away from each other. Because they do this to each other all the time, and then they keep coming back to each other, and I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's there's money to be made. That's why. Yeah, that's it's like it's like one of them makes a lot of money, and the other one doesn't want to give it up. So we're gonna we're gonna stay in this marriage and figure it out because uh, you know I I want that money. And that's and that's really where it is right now. It is an economic thing. Major League Baseball wants to expand playoffs. Um, you know, Major League Baseball wants to put in a a floor. Like a, a, a salary, salary floor. floor. Yeah. And I don't think Major I'm, League Baseball. I'm base- for that, by the way. I'm definitely for that, too. But the biggest thing that Major League Baseball players want is they want to be paid when they're young. You know? And I think if, in, 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 and the reality is, you know, it's service time and arbitration, all this stuff. The reality is, is if I were MLB owners, I would want that, too. Like, how many times do we see Albert Pujols, Robinson Cano, like these contracts that are huge, and by the time they're over, you're like, yeah, we suck, but, you know, Albert Pujols is making $36 million a year, you well, know, which I, is I mean, why it, we've seen all the young guys take the early contracts, the Acunas, uh, the Bregmans of the world. I don't know if the MLB would want that because the MLB wants control more than anything else. Like, that's that's why they want the service time manipulation that's why they want the arbitration process because the owners want to keep their thumb on their great young players and pay them pennies compared to their value based on these systems that are still in place yeah and i mean yeah i think they want to tie up these players Mm -hmm. but they want they want to get them on the cheap because that's what they've been doing right like they're like i don't want to lose this i can get What's a good example? I mean, some of these guys have signed deals, but like I can get Mike Trout for six years before we have to pay him. Chris Bryant is a free agent right now. Yeah. I mean, I can get any of these players until they hit their true free agency. I can pay them nothing. Shane Bieber is a Cy Young winner, and I believe he is slated to make $475,000 next year. Correct. And, you know, arbitration does pay the Arbitration is great. Is it great? Uh, it, it's not great. It's like, uh, but it, it's the closest thing to like franchising. So in the sense that you do get paid your value value by, uh, well, an you get, unbiased arbitrator. You get paid your value based on what someone else says, not based on like, I'm going to sign a contract that will pay me a gajillion dollars. Cause I'm really, good. this is true. But if Shane Bieber goes to arbitration tomorrow, He's going to make 16, 17 mil instead of 475,000. Right. That's a better situation. But if he wasn't going to But if he was on the free agent market, he'd make 28 a year. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing is it is not the worst thing in the world for the players, but what it does is it continues to keep. Whoa. You okay? Are you live over there, Joe? Wow. I thought uh, (laughs) thought the mic was off there. A little sneezy over here. The trumpet. (laughs) 
Um, boy, that made me completely lose my train of thought. No, it's okay. It, 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 oh, it, it, it's the owners want to just keep these players under their thumb for that little money. I mean, $16 million is still better than, better than, than paying 20, him a, a 10-year contract. Right, right, right. So we'll see how that goes. The I mean, players want more control over their careers. Owners want more control or want to keep the control that they have. And sports is such a funny thing. I mean, the NBA, they, they're the ones that have kind of figured it out to an extent. Because the NFL, none of your money, almost none of your money for the majority of players is guaranteed. You get hurt, you're done. Baseball, your contracts are guaranteed, but you got to perform for five, six years before you can get paid. And then everyone's like, well, I don't know. That J.D. Martinez guy might not be worth it. Uh, It's strange. But there's no real new news when it comes to lockout. Oh, we have no news. The, The only news is they're meeting tomorrow. But I, I assume that tomorrow we'll find out some of the talking points or what was brought up or whatever, or how cordial it is. I mean, what's kind of baffling to me about this is we talked about this pre-lockout. You said, when are you going to start to get worried mm-hmm. was the question you asked. And I said, February. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm about two weeks away. Like mid-February is when I begin to worry because spring training Begins what? February 28th? Something like that. Pitchers and catchers report a couple weeks early. Late February. If you're that close to that and you have made no headway at all, that's a scary situation. So I'm frustrated that we're at January 13th tomorrow and it's the first time they're going to meet. We've been in a lockout for over a month. Well, it's the second time they've met because the first time they met lasted 10 minutes. And Well, right. I'm saying since the lockout. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. December 2nd. At midnight is when the lockout began. Since then, they have not talked. Right. I think tomorrow is probably perfect timing. Hello? Because because you're saying you're going to be worried around February. February, Mid-February. Tomorrow is going to really tell us where our worry level is. I mean, I hope it tells us. I hope it's not just, yeah, they met and they'll meet again at some point. Like, I hope it's not just blasé. Hey, if they say that, though, that's a positive thing. Hey, they met, they talked about some stuff, and they are going to meet next week. That tells me, hey, this is what we want, this is what we want. Okay, we're not saying no. We're not saying yes. Let's think about it. We'll reconvene. That's a step in the right direction. But these two sides hate each other. I know, but they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. That's true because they can't live without the other. The players are going to lose money, but you know who else is going to lose money? The owners. Yeah, they can't live without the other. They can't do that. So we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll report back next week on what things like that work out. Uh, how things like that work out. God, I suck at this job. Um, when we come back, let's take the lockout to a little more fun. Have you seen the amateur drawings of Mike Trout? The Mona Lisa esque. The, the Mona Lisa esque drawings of Mike Trout should be hanging in the Louvre. They are absolutely fantastic. And let's get into some fun with the lockout. We'll do that next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, second hour, we'll have fair foul at 8:30. And uh ESPN's launching a new thing that should be a little bit of fun, maybe, or maybe you hate it. I'd be interested in your opinion on that, Mike. (laughs) Of all of us, I would be the best one to have an opinion on it. Yeah, maybe, or those of us that aren't as biased as you are, 
might have an interesting opinion as well. We'll see. I've got a cool story to tell you about during my quarantine uh, with the Mannings. Okay. I'll tell you that in the second hour. Uh, but Were you hallucinating them in front of you? <laughs> I was not hallucinating. Uh, but something fun that's been going on, I am a heavy Reddit user. I'm a heavy Reddit user. As am I. It um, is my like go-to if I'm just bored or just like scrolling, Reddit's like number one. It is my number one. It's the first thing I look at in the morning other than like emails or notifications, things like that. Um, it's second behind Twitter for me. I usually see what's new on Twitter and then go right to Reddit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Reddit is my number one. Joe, how much of a Reddit guy are you? Oh, Big time. Big time. Yeah, is that your big number time. one? Yep. Yeah, I'm a big time guy, too. I'm always afraid that if I ever get banned from Reddit and have to create a new account, I have no idea, like, where to start. Yeah, love I feel like Reddit. It's like my Spotify. Like, I feel like I'm so dialed in. You've got it exactly yeah, how you Yeah, that it's like, don't touch it. My algorithm might be an algorithm, but it makes me happy. It's like after, during football season, after every Saturday, college football Saturday, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, I, jo- I go to the college football subreddit and just browse everything, see if there's I miss anything, what's happened, little highlights, funny things that happen. Same thing with NFL Sundays. Go through that. It's a great, like, it's it's money. See, that's so funny because I do not use Reddit for sports that much. I don't use it for sports either. Yeah. I follow, yeah. The, I follow baseball subreddits and, like, the Guardians and stuff like that, but it's like my break from sports. Honestly, Reddit for me is, like, how I keep up on what's pop culture right now but is it great for sports joe though you 100%. like it love it yeah because i feel like there's a lot of things i mean you can get a lot on twitter obviously and just from watching the games but i feel like i miss some things and then i go on reddit and it's got a link to a tweet or video or something like that is it more or less irrational than twitter because you know how twitter can deep end real quick i feel like it's very rational all right they, they'll post a video and then the comments will call out the hypocrisy or ridiculousness of what just happened and so i feel like it's actually pretty level-headed i do often find that reddit comments unless on a controversial post are very enjoyable to read there's a lot of jokes mm-hmm. a lot of people like adding on to jokes of other people mm-hmm. but if it's a controversial topic it's an s show so it's kind of it's it's better than Twitter in that sense because Twitter is always an S show. Always an S show. Well, the reason I bring this up is that there is a fine gentleman on Reddit who is posting a drawing of Mike Trout every day until the lockout is over. And bless this human being, when I first saw it, I thought to myself, oh, this will last about 10 days. I but, know, right? But no, nope. He's still going strong. I see it on my feed. I've liked, I've upvoted it enough that uh, the algorithm knows to make sure that I see the drawing every single day. Some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Some Some of them them are are, really weird. Some of them are really weird. Some of them are throwbacks to, like, fancy, famous paintings and such. I, for one, am all in on this. And what I love about it, and then you guys just told me that it's now uh, uh, on the Reddit popular side, that even non-baseball fans are seeing it. So the way I view Reddit is... I have my home feed with this like stuff I follow, but generally I just go to popular and oh. just scroll it. And I am just my home. I never yeah. go to popular. And it's like always on popular is the new Mike Trout drawing. And always. that's and that's awesome. And I think what's really awesome about it is a it it's it's a nice lighthearted view of a really crappy situation for us diehard baseball fans. Um, but it's actually in a weird way promoting the best player in baseball that a lot of people don't know is the best player in baseball. I know. And that I am all for once again. I think there's one up by the way, where he is, 
it's either Mike Trout riding the bike or Shohei Otani riding the bike. And he has thrown Shohei Otani in a couple of these. And there's an E.T. basket with a blanket over him, and the other one is the E.T. Well, there's this one I'm looking at right now of basically Mike Trout as a giant eating Jose Altuve. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's one of him just fishing and catching trout. (laughs) I think I saw one of him with a baseball bat standing over somebody he looks to have beaten up, and it's Mike Trout on the ground. (laughs) But it's great because, you know, the number one thing people are always complaining about, oh, baseball doesn't market itself very well. And I know this isn't a baseball marketing campaign, but this is the best thing I've ever seen about Mike Trout not related to him playing on the field. Like, yeah. it really is. I'm just going through some of these photos and just some of the pop culture references. Yeah, it's it. great. <laughs> I th- The screen, I really liked the screen painting one. Um, and, they're, and they're crude drawings, but I see what he's getting at. Yeah, they're really like, he probably does them in like 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'll wake up in the morning and do a quick little thing. I hope he doesn't have like a bunch on backlog. There's so know? many that I miss. There's the one him crawling through the vents like Die Hard. Yes, with the lighter. <laughs> with the lighter that was so good. That was on Christmas. Oh I think that God. was the Christmas one. It's so great. Like, why not? I mean, I feel like if if the NFL were in a lockout, you know, NFL fans are going to melt down. Okay, the NBA's had a couple lockouts, but NBA fans are probably going to borderline meltdown hockey fans are going to lose their s us over here in baseball we're like labor war and eh, we're used to this so i'm kind of glad that somebody's brought something to our attention like mike trout did you see the one from yesterday probably i see it every day i don't know this reference if it is a reference but it's the one where he's facing rob manfred and they're both wearing like space masks and rob manfred's holding a shake weight <laughs> and there's a tube connecting the two masks <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's a reference to something, but I thought it was the, the strangest one that he's drawn so far. Uh, today was... Was the baseball bat one. Day 40, about. and it's Mike Trout standing over Mike Trout. <laughs> and Mike Trout's dead. Oh, he came in like a wrecking ball on day 35. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I liked that one. So you see, the, you see yesterday's? Yeah. What is that? I have no idea. They're like in a bubble on their head, but their tubes are connected to talk to each other. And Rob Manfred's holding a shake holding weight. Holding a shake weight? Yeah. Or using a shake weight. <laughs> Currently operating a shake weight. <laughs> what I loved about the first few picks What is, we all need to see is Rob Manfred op- op- operating a shake weight. Yeah, right. The first few pictures, people would comment on how thick he was making Mike uh, Mike Trout look like his legs. And his, just like, giant. And his glutes. And just like, damn, he is thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did a uh, he did a SpongeBob reference where he did the, the Squidward, um, the uh, fancy uh, Squidward painting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Did the Ziggy Stardust on one? I did see that. I think it was the anniversary of David Bowie's death, which was a couple days ago. Makes sense. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, make sure to find that because that'll that'll make things happy for you. Uh, when we and come, by the way, Mike Trout is ET. Shohei Otani is riding the bike. Uh, there you go. I, I like that. that. I like. Well, that. and another. I don't know if you saw the one where Shohei Otani is being held by him, like on the edge of the Titanic. Uh, yes, I did see that one as well. <laughs> I love that Shohei makes guest appearances in this. It's and also, like, even it, though they like played like five games together. It was not Mike Trout fishing for a trout. It was a trout fishing for, for Mike, Mike trout. trout. There you go. And this is uh, leading me down the road of uh, NFTs here. That's oh, how yeah. this guy makes some money. Yeah, can we get these NFT? <laughs> like, that'd be excellent. I might buy one, especially the ET. If Shohei's riding the bike and he's in the basket, I love it. All right, when we come back, 
Uh, somebody retired from baseball today, and usually we don't always talk about this stuff, but uh, we like postseason. This guy's got some accolades. We come back, we'll, down, we'll dive into that. This is Lot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. New options for Sunday Night Baseball. We'll get to that in the second hour here on the Hot Corner. 503-250-1080 lets you interact with us throughout this entire show. Jump on board. We appreciate it. Uh, Mike, somebody that you're probably excited to not play baseball anymore retired. Yeah, I guess that would be a way to put it. Uh, I mean, I have to imagine you aren't the biggest fan of John Lester. No, I, I am not the biggest fan of John Lester. I mean... I have issues with John Lester. Time will make the heart grow fonder, and he has not been a Red Sox for quite some time. So I've kind of went from disliking John Lester to not caring about John Lester. And so that's kind of where I sit at the moment. But, uh, yeah, I did <clears throat> once very much despise him. Yeah, I find John Lester such an interesting... interesting. Uh, baseball player as we look back on it and if we can pretend to fast forward 20 years and we're sitting around talking to him and someone says john lester uh john lester is is somewhere like a a a a kurt schilling andy pettit kind of guy not the most phenomenal regular season stats but when you saw him on the mound in the postseason you were kind of like uh crap yeah that's a good way to put it yeah yeah um i think schilling has a should be in the Hall of Fame, personally, is my opinion. Uh, Pettit is busted. Does bust- not sound like he will get in. Yeah, Pettit is busted because of steroids. Uh, and Lester, just not a sexy player. But, I mean, the guy won three World Series for the Red Sox and the Cubs. 200 wins. Go 20 years ago and say, yeah, there's going to be this guy. He's a cancer survivor. He's going to win three World Series for the Red Sox and the Cubs, and you'll get laughed out of the building. That's true. 20 years ago, they're <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Rubble, rubble, rubble. Uh, uh, but here he is. One of my favorite memories of John Lester, which is a really funny thing, and it's so not fair, is he was traded from the Red Sox to Oakland, and Oakland made the wild card game, and I believe they were playing the Kansas City Royals. Wasn't they, that the very first yeah, wild card game? Yeah, and they the one game wild card, yeah. and they totally should have beat Kansas City. They were way better than them, and Lester got lit, got absolutely lit in that game, and Oakland traded for him just for that game. They traded Yuenis Cespedes for I thought the Royals came back in that game. I was pretty sure the Royals scored like six runs in the last two innings. Well, he threw... Wild card game? Yeah. Yeah, the Royals definitely came back in that He one. threw seven innings, uh, but he had a 7.36 ERA. So he, he must have given it he up like blown in the up late. Yeah. yeah, because I remember it was like, I think Oakland was winning like five to one. And it was the seventh or eighth, and it was like, oh, no, that's it. And then the Royals just charged all the way Bob Melvin was like, keep him in. (laughs) Billy Bean was like, you better keep him in. You you know what I paid for that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then, obviously, in 2016, uh, I saw him pitch in the World Series, which was pretty cool. Um, Oh, is he game one starter? He's game one. And you went to game one? Yeah. And two? Lester Kluber. Game two is Bauer Hendricks. Right? You went to game two, right? Yes, one and two. Yeah. Uh, and Lester pitched really well in game one. Uh, he gave up a home run to Roberto Perez, and then the bullpen gave up another home run to Roberto Perez, and that's all she wrote. Well, I mean, 
I've been saying it in my updates all day. Two five ERA or two five one ERA in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Seventeen postseason series and a two five one ERA. That's really, really, really good. That's pretty good. Like this most recent generation's one of the best postseason pitchers that we've had. He's not Madison Bumgarner. No, nobody, nobody is. But he is up there for one of the guys that was like, yeah, if you got John Lester in the playoffs, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, so it'll be, you know. Well, He's not going to make the Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. That goes back to that that classic argument. Is John Lester a Hall of Famer? Um, no. no. And the answer is no. I don't even think it's an um. It's like, is John Lester a Hall of Famer? Eh. No, no, no. no. But right. I do love his postseason. Who would you rather have on the mound in the postseason? Kurt Schilling, John Lester, or Andy Pettit? I mean, it's really hard for me to go against Pettit. Right, right. But. Probably Schilling, to be honest. I, with I you. think the answer is Schilling, man. Yeah, I mean, like I, I love Pettit, and I, he was amazing in the playoffs, and you know the little glare over the top of the glove, but God, he just looked like a Yankee. Yeah, he did. And God, he just looked like a Yankee. But Schilling staring you down. Schilling was so good in the playoffs. I would have to go Schilling. Yeah, as much uh, as I dislike him. Five zero three two five zero ten eight. The first thing I think about when John Lester is mentioned is when he gets the yips and can't throw to first base. <laughs> Is that a thing that happened? That to him? is a big thing, dude. People would run on him because he was just like, "I'm not throwing." Oh, first. that's right. Yeah, he's yeah, just like, "I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. do it." They could just steal on him for days. Yeah, and everybody knew, and he was just like, "I'm not gonna throw." Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> They're uh, gonna get to second if I throw to first anyway. Yeah, so just let him go. yeah, yeah. Let's prevent them from getting to third. I mean, could I steal on John Lester? This text says Royals came back twice. It was the bullpen's fault the second time. Mm. Uh, I see. I see. I see. He said, uh, A's were running with ALDS, traded Cespedes, and they fell to the wild card game. God, being an A's fan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a Portland A's fan any day of the week, buddy. Just letting you know that. Is that your official decision? If Portland got a team, I would be a fan for sure. Well, but you talked about, I was like, would you give up on the Guardians? And you were you were always kind of on the fence about it. You know, I have an that, answer. I have an, that sounds pretty definitive. I have an answer. For if I would give up on the Guardians. And? You'll have to wait till the season starts. Oh, so that means you've already given up on the Guardians. No, no. Not at all. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, if I'm waiting until the season starts. Well, yeah, it's part of the big reveal. After we're going to do our previews and stuff, we'll have John on, and I've got got something to say about being a Guardians fan. You're going to have like a hat on that day that's a different team, and you're going to turn into that team's fan? We'll see, man. You'll have to show up, Mike. I mean, I'll be here. (laughs) Okay, well, then you'll find out then. I mean, that's a great tease, but I'm frustrated because that's a long time from now. Sorry, man. What if it doesn't happen? What if there's no season and you have to wait till next year? Uh, I'll just pin you down so you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you are twice my size. That would happen. Yes. That would happen. All right, stick around. We got a loaded second hour. We'll be right back. That's Mike Lynch, Joe Fish behind the glass. I'm Patrick Harris, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.